war. Before it ever begins. So, I wake up my young body and then what? Find me. Convince me of all of this. It's good to take the two of us. And where do I find you? A different path. A darker path. Logan, I was a very different man. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Third Degree Burn. I am Tim Elliott, and I have almost a full crew today. I have Brian Hughes. Hello. We have John Hyatt. Hey, everyone. And lastly, but not leastly, we have Kirk Greenfield. Good evening. This we is a are, special episode, isn't it, Tim? It is very special. One, it is it is our 75th, not 75th anniversary, it's issue 75. So Episode it's, you know, 75. Episode seventy-five. Uh, so it's got the full cover. It's it's got holograms on it. It's going to have twenty-five <laughs> variant covers. You know, all collector's of the, edition. The collector's edition. It's going to be bagged. It's going to be uh, that means it works. If you download it twenty-five times, you will get the variant cover. But you have to email us for it. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Tim will provide uh, you the variant cover. You know, at no extra right. charge. Just download it twenty-five yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. A custom cover by me. Uh, <laughs> what we are doing is, this is our first, and maybe not our last, but it's our first. This has been in the works for uh, several years now. <laughs> but this is our first <laughs> film commentary. Uh, and Brian have, and I have talked about this long before the other guys joined us. It was something that we discussed about, and we just never could coordinate it. Let's see. That, that movie came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And we talked about doing it shortly after it was released in the theaters, that we'd do it when it comes out in video. Uh-huh. And this is how long it took. <laughs> yeah, because we are coming up on, I think, on six years for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> what we're uh, what we're watching, and, and it's going to kind of kick off uh, a series of cover, you know, a series of shows covering Days of Future Past. So we're going to kick it off with uh, the, 20, the 2014 film. Uh, and I don't think we have anything else to say about it. So if you want to get, uh, and we're going to kind of try to give you a clue, uh, a starting point. So if you want to watch along with us, that you can sync up with us. Um, this is our first commentary. So forgive us if it, if it goes astray, but <laughs> and if any of you actually do watch along while you're listening to us, would you please let us know, you know, either on Facebook or if you email us, at gotta get burned at gmail.com. Just you know, please let us know that. I'm very curious how many people actually do watch along. I myself, 
listen while I'm driving my car, getting groceries or doing, you know, if I'm doing something that doesn't require any other thought, I can, you know. Please tell me you're not watching a movie while you're driving. <laughs> no, no, I just listen. I listen to podcasts while I'm driving. Oh, oh okay. I'm okay. just saying I, I, I ne- I've never, aside from Superman the movie uh, and other things I had on DVD where they had good commentary, I haven't listened to a podcast commentary along with the movie. I've always listened to it because I usually I know the movie well enough that it's, you know, it's no big stretch for me to yeah, know what's going on anyway. But that's just, you know, I'm curious what people think. And, you know, if they're watching along while they're listening to us, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in, you know, how many people actually do that. Well, I think without any further ado, we're going to turn it over to uh, our master of ceremonies, John, who set up this watch party. Oh, to wait, have him. wait, wait. What is everybody oh. drinking tonight? Because this is in cocktails and comics hour. <laughs> it's true, it is. I am enjoying a Diet Dr. Pepper and a Dubliner Irish whiskey. Hmm. Ooh. I've got a Smirnoff Ice Smash here. It's a lemon-lime kind of thing. Mm. I've never had one of these before, so I'm really curious uh, if it's any good. It's not bad. Right. It's not bad. It's like an alcoholic <laughs> Sprite. Eric, do you have your juicy juice? <laughs> I have Ocean Spray oh. Cranapple Juice Ooh, nice. in the jelly jar. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's iced. Mm. Oh, you poured it out of the box in the straw, through the strawway? Yes, yes. <laughs> Can't have caffeine these days, so we go with uh, something a little bit lighter. Mm. Excellent. And I'm drinking my rum and coke. Mm-hmm. And since we're what? doing a commentary here, we're not going to be doing um, feedback this uh, episode, obviously, but we will catch up uh, here real soon. And Jeff Sheffield, we're thinking about you. It is Jeff. No, it's Rick. Rick Sheffield. Rick. Why do I get names wrong so often? I don't know. It depends have on how many Smirnoffs you've had. It's that Smirnoff. It's the first, <laughs> first drink of the first one tonight, I promise you. Now, if we're all watching together, COVID protocols, how many of us have had the shot? How many have the vaccine? Raise your hand. I've had both. I've had my two. I've had two. John? I got mine. Kicked my butt the last couple days. All right. All right. We're ready to go? Ready to go? Ready. Ready. Right. And we are seeing the the 20th Century Fox logo and their fanfare. So far, it seems to be working pretty good. And you'll see, yeah, the X is the last X. thing to float away. Yep. Hawkeye. <laughs> what happened? I'm seeing the usual suspects, suspects. logo. Bad hat Harry. Okay. Um. <sighs> It's it's looping again. It's weird. It's looping that's exactly because place of, it was that's before. because of me. I, I'd hit the subtitles thing and it. It's uh... waiting for you to catch up. Oh, now it's okay. It's going. <clears throat> well, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> so You're not seeing anything. Well, I, I see. I'm okay. seeing the Marvel. I, the Marvel I, logo. I, okay, I am seeing it now. Okay. It, it's our first commentary. We're going to have some. Uh, Production problems here. <laughs> New, York New York City. City. 
Get a rope. Oh wait, that's paste the <laughs> sauce. The future. A dark, desolate world. And of course, this this it looks like they've got this built. The facilities here that the mutant internment a camp is in Central Park. Suffering. Based on the way that that image showed. On both. Yeah, and sides. if you look carefully, you'll see there's Sabretooth to the right. And um, you were supposed to see uh, Peter Quicksilver walking away from the camera. Fighting and There's Uncle Festus. This, this, this guy, that guy's with the tattoo you see later, but he's not an established character, is he? Is he from the comics? Was that the one with the, the star around his eye? Ink or a star or a M. bird or something? It's an M. But yeah, a lot of them have the M's for mutant, just like in the comic where they had them on the their clothing. M so or like A or H. H, of course, yeah. for human, which that you wouldn't see in these. This is very Terminator. Well, I was going to say that the opening of this looks very reminiscent of Terminator oh, yeah. Salvation with the internment camp. Destroy yeah. ourselves like so many species before us. X-Men belt buckle. Can we evolve fast enough to change? Now that's Nate Gray that right there. X-Men, right? Fate. Yeah, I think so. He looks. He looks the part. Yeah, he's got the white strip of hair. Yeah. Is the future true? I don't think that's a. I think that's a body. <laughs> well, yeah. All these so, nice what did you guys? What did you guys think of this when it came? Uh, when this came out? You know, this I is on the heels the of. It was on the heels of. Uh, first class. Uh, first class, yeah. which was, which was, after. Yeah, and, you know, kind of. I guess we. I don't know if you would consider X three to be a failure, but it was, uh, critically, I think, a success. But and then Matthew Vaughn comes in and kind of redoes it with First Class, which I enjoyed a lot. Yep. And he was supposed to do this film, but for some reason he left to do uh, the Kingsman. Yeah. And Mike Singer stepped in and directed it. And they had a lot of a script and all that done. I mean, I, I would like to see the Matthew Vaughn cut. <laughs> no, there's not really a Matthew Vaughn cut. Mm. So this is Moscow. Maybe if we lobby them for it. Mm -hmm. And you got those we Sentinel vessels coming in. And of course, these Sentinels in here are much, much more badass than the Sentinels in the comic book were. I mean, the Sentinels in the comics, for the first time ever, were a true threat to the characters. Yeah. But these outclass them by times a billion. Well, these are these are almost like Nimrod. Yeah. Remember Nimrod came out? Yeah, exactly. It was, was like the T T one thousand. Now, I like uh, all these other mutants that you get to see. Like Warhawk is that Warpath and Blink? Sentinels. See the Warpath or yeah. You got Sunspot, Colossus. There's Kitty. Sunspot. Bishop. Bishop. Bishop looks just like you would expect. Let's go. Pretty cool. Sunspot's kind of like a human torch in here. He is, works. but he doesn't. He uh, he he's not Asian, is he? Or am I? No, he's he he looks Brazilian. Is he? Is he? Oh, come on. Yeah. But he speaks perfect English in the deleted scenes. They're the only times you. Oh, have to okay, talk. okay. Never mind. You're saying sunspot. I'm, I'm, yeah. My brain was saying sunfire. Ah. So I was thinking he was supposed to be Asian. Um. Now, I'm sorry. They made Peter in in Colossus such weak sauce in this. 
in, in the scenes that they show him, I mean, I, I'm a Colossus fan, especially, you know, from the Burn era and even Paul Smith and, and, and Romita. But what they do with him is just so horrible. <laughs> They've never done, I mean, as it, it, terrible as it is, I have to, to admit that... It's Bobby. Uh, yeah, it's Iceman. Iceman? Deadpool does a better surface to Colossus than any of these X-Men yeah. movies do. They don't do... I mean, he's just not... I mean... Well, he once, gets screen time. Right. Once they introduced Wolverine, and he became... You know, Jackman became basically the, the, the center focus because he was so popular. And that's one of the reasons why I think they use him here yeah. uh, as the focal point, which it, uh, their logic does make a little bit of sense because that he's this, because he doesn't age... That, or he ages slower that he could the same magic could play both parts but having that you know otherwise you'd have to have an older Ellen Page here going back to but she didn't exist uh, back then Kitty Pryde wasn't even born for 20 years I know yeah, but, <laughs> yeah so with their, with their kind of convoluted timeline that they created but well, they could have created a Rachel Gray to work with but that would have created questions also because whoops you saw they just pulled off Colossus's yeah. arm there Yep. But, I mean, obviously it's to show just how badass these Sentinels are. I just would like to have had Colossus have a better showing. Well, and if you read up on Bobby, being crushed like that wouldn't kill him. Just, right. I think he, his mutant power is now to the point where he can... Uh, that's X-23, isn't it? No, that's Blink, isn't it? Blink and... Um, oh, on the ground. That she's helping up. No, that's Warpath or War... Warstar, whatever, not Warstar. Warpath. It's Warpath or... Uh, yeah, Warpath. That's the brother, right? Yeah. That's the original. Yeah. yeah, Warpath. Yeah. Well, these Sentinels are pretty pretty darn tough, though. I mean, that's just a thing. Well, when they... They are Terminators. They just, <laughs> well, yeah, and they, and they are a little bit like they... Well, each one is adaptive, so that... And there's and that a right little... there is an homage to X-Men 142 with Wolverine getting... Wolverine. Yeah. You get a little bit of uh, the destroyer feel to him from um, from Thor. Yeah. And the fact that they are based on Mystique's DNA or abilities or whatever, so they're adaptive. Yep. Uh, so they can kind of become whatever. And of course, when I was looking, and oh, they go back in time, and now it's just an office instead of. Whatever it was, they're gone. I I never liked, and, and again, I understand why they chose Wolverine, but I never liked the fact that, you know, just to include Kitty, that she was, I don't know how her power lends itself to to do this. To go through she, time. She could, I, I right. Mean, her molecules slip harmlessly through other molecules. So what's to say that she's, you know, relegated just to one Space in time and space. Why can't she slip so through time? So she's slipping, slipping through dimensionally, yeah. or something like that. Uh, I mean, that was the yeah. only way to make it work here. If you didn't want to bring in Rachel Summers, and you didn't want to bring in Rachel Summers because you'd already killed Jean Grey. Well, I never liked the uh, the inclusion because I'm kind of with Burn. I know Burn meant this to be. I should say, if anybody's not familiar, this is based on X-Men 141 or 142. Uh, that Byrne meant this to be a self-contained story, because in his mind, once Kitty 
accomplished her mission, that future was gone. Right. And but but you know, comics they can't let good things you know lay dormant, so they they decide to revisit it over and over and over to you know. And I never liked bringing Rachel Summers, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 From the future, and had her join right the X Men. So that was that was hard to grasp at first, but I liked the fact, and they had her portrayed so you could recognize her every time she showed up in New Mutants or any place else until they finally identified who she was. Yeah. So I liked I liked how they introduced her. I got to say, back then I didn't mind the storyline so much. Now, knowing what Byrne had intended, it kind of ruffles me a little bit. And I guess I I'm, I'm just a you know a bit more of a Byrne fan than I am a Claremont fan. Now, I right. don't dislike Claremont. I don't dislike his storytelling. I do dislike some of his tropes. But, you know, that Professor. that takes him getting used to. Still, in looking at this and the adaption, there are so many things that are cool that they Professor. actually did better on. You made it. And there are so many things, of course, that we look at and we're just like, eh, you know. Yeah. Now, Halle Berry, of course... Um, only gets it gets very short amount of screen time. They they say twenty minutes or so because she actually was pregnant when they were yeah. filming, and so her screen time got oh, cut down. They also had uh, a, a and there's deleted scenes of this uh, a romantic storyline between her and Wolverine. Before they ever know we were there. Because so if you go out and YouTube and look for deleted scenes of, of, of Wolverine and Storm, is that in is that in the rogue co- the rogue cut? I think it's in the rogue cut. I don't remember. I've only watched it once. I've got it on on Blu-ray here somewhere. consciousness into his young. Yeah, Singer. I, I watched the commentary on this earlier today, and Singer talks about stuff he's added. It looks like he's just you know, other than obviously the rogue element they brought in. Which you see a little bit in this, uh, it is kind of some of the scenes just play out a little longer. Oliver Trask, in the early 70s, he was one of the world's leading weapons. How do you guys feel about the Sentinels being the big? I mean, they're not. It's the original story. They're not. They don't go after uh, Trask or going after Senator Kelly. And of course, they kill Xavier and more Taggart. Well, that's what Brian Singer's got to be feeling stupid for killing Senator Kelly in the first one. <laughs> Uh, not Kelly, but uh, Henry Peter Gyrich. Mm-hmm. And, I guess, you know, and Kelly, killing them both in the first X-Men movie. Yeah. For, uh, you know, because, you know, the, he could have used them here. And they would have been, you know, But still, yeah. this worked out pretty well. And you got Peter Dinklage in here. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. I like yeah. Dinklage as Trask. I would not have expected that. But since nobody reacts to his diminutive size, I love it. Well, that's Singer brought that up that it's never an issue, it's never mentioned. It's just he's just like another actor. But it's character development that makes it good because it's basically you can tell that in his case, it's self-loathing is the reason why he's doing what he does. Tortured her. I never. I don't. I don't get that from him. I get. More, it's DNA, it, it, he. He feels he's doing the right thing. That he's trying. He sees uh, uh, mutants as possibly. He's protecting the rest of humanity. Not that he hates mutants. He, in a way, he kind of admires what they can do. But he he's afraid that they. You know the 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 the, the ar- argument that he gives is you know the Neanderthal and. President May, at one point, one of them just out evolved the other one, and the Neanderthal was gone. 
So he's afraid that's going to be, you know, that's the same old argument with Homo Superior that they are going to take over, uh, and they don't, you know, and they're they're the maybe they're the the dominant species, right? Exactly. You know, so he's just protecting his species. So, like, you know, like good villains, he doesn't see himself as a villain. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Right. You're talking about going back decades. You have the most powerful brain. And anyway, I think that using Wolverine was really the only way that they could go. And, I mean, it, it, it does make sense that he's the one that can do it. It, it also makes it funny because you're sending, you know, basically a waiter to do a nuclear physicist's job. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and Singer said he liked the, the kind of the dichotomy of... Here, Wolverine, is, Professor X is his mentor. Yeah, he's going back to a time where he is going to have to kind of mentor uh, a young Xavier. So the yes. roles are kind of reversed. Uh, and of course, you've got the you know obviously let's let's be honest, it's Hugh Jackman. He's the face of okay, the X Men films. Right. He's yeah. gonna, right. They're going to use him. He's the most popular character. He's the most popular actor. Uh, if they would use centerpiece. Right. If they would use if they would use Kitty Page. It, uh, or Helen Page, Kitty Pride. Elliot Page. Elliot Page. So excuse me. Uh, <laughs> they, they'd be like, they okay, would have had on? to have introduced her. They would have had to, to, go to my house. have brought her up. They would have had to educate the audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice that, and Singer said that he he said he was he even though he really had nothing to do with X three, he was respectful of the film and he brought because she was introduced in that film mm-hmm. as Kitty Pride, so he yeah. he used her and brought her in, so that that links all the films together. But and they love doing this because this gave them the the magic reset button to reset the continuity and fix all the mistakes that they had made along the way. <laughs> and I think it should have stayed that way. I don't think. They should have. They basically reset the present. Side at a time, and we couldn't be further I don't think they should have made. They kept revisiting the the crew, you know, the cast from first class. So when they did Apocalypse, it's complicated. Well, and then they did Dark 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 Phoenix blew away the ending of this movie. Go to sleep while your mind travels back in time. So as long as you're back there, past. Apparently, it's a different timeline. Of course. Now, which which time out, travel do you prefer? Do you prefer you Days of Future Past time travel, MCU time travel? <laughs> which you know, the the thing is that the um, Days of Future Past time travel is based on actual string theory. When Brian Singer started working on this, he actually went and had a sit down conversation with James Cameron about time travel. And James Cameron basically explained to him, you know, in layman's terms, string theory and how string theory says that if you go back in time and change a bunch of things, it's not going to true up until you yourself return. That everything happens parallel. All the events happening in one timeline go parallel to all of the events in the other until you return and then everything catches up. This is our last chance. Did I yeah, just but screw everyone up? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I remember that in the commentary. He was talking about he had a... And he was... Uh, he kind of uh, used his Cameron as a... Not that Cameron's an expert on time travel, but... Um, He's the closest yes. we've got. Yeah. Now, the yeah, but even, MCU even time he, travel is different in that you can't change the past. You're just creating a branched-off universe. 
Well, that's the that's the the Back to the Future time travel, you know, where something gets changed, you get a tangent, mm-hmm. and you and can change what, something, but, but you, you go back. But you can never. That's go what Marvel was normally saying is that there was really no changes; it always just branched off into something different. Because there is no, you're you're still when you travel back in the past, it's still your present and future. And so if you change anything, it doesn't change anything where you came from. Now remember this song. Is this song is playing when he wakes up mm-hmm. at the end? Yep. I mean, now they tried to get oh, him to wear, song well. to wear boxers, and he said, no, no, if you're in bed with a bird and you wake up, you're definitely not going to be wearing anything. <laughs> Well, that's what that's what Singer he said. He said, "What do you think Wolverine in the seventies? Well, how would Wolverine sleep? Because he wouldn't sleep in anything." Uh, and apparently, he he was talking about how, you know, you know, his exercise regimen was pretty, because he's pretty cut in this. Yeah. But apparently, he dehydrated for a day <laughs> before this. All his veins would kind of stand out. That's crazy. And I think. That's one reason why he's he he, he is pretty ste- cut there. <laughs> he kind of wanted to step away, and he he and Jackman said he didn't ever want his body to be like pretty. He wanted it to look more animal, so it wasn't necessarily. Of course, you know if this was the comics, he'd be covered in hair. But yep, uh, <laughs> maybe but, maybe the MCU Wolverine will be that way. <laughs> that. That clip he just showed when he looked outside, that's actually from a 1970s movie that they took that scene and kind of cleaned it up. I didn't sleep with her. No. No. I mean, yes, I slept with her many times, but that wasn't me. That was the old me. I just got here like 20 seconds ago. Really? Yeah. And what happened to your clothes? Oh. Would you believe me if I told you I was sent here from the future? <laughs> Get out of here, sweetheart. Yeah. We're going to take care of this comedian. No, you're not. You're going to give me the keys to your car and some money for gas, or are you going to wake up in the hospital? Sounds like a Terminator. I know how these things play yeah. out. Oh, yeah, that's, that was the intent. No. <laughs> because of these. And out come the bone claws. And he ruins a waterbed. And they just shot the Big Dipper into his chest. Look at that. <laughs> it's the Big Dipper. <laughs> He's well thought. That's right. Bunny rabbit uh, the- rabbit's foots were rabbit's feet were very popular back then. <laughs> Is this the first time we've seen the Bone Claws, or no. did we yes. see them? No, we saw them in Wolverine, Yeah, right? yeah, Origins. No, you, X-Men, X-Men Origins, yeah, that was before this. No. We are reviewing all of our defense expenditures. Which is another problem with this. Oh, this is going to get some cameos here. Yep. We can see Claremont and Len Wein. Yep. Len Wein all for two seconds. As you described. Michael yeah. Turner. Claremont actually gets some dialogue. We haven't had an incident in over ten years. There's Len Wein, right there. That was never confirmed. Yeah. We have very There's Chris Claremont. <laughs> this one? Yeah, but they offered Byrne a cameo. No, he he was never offered a cameo, but he would he would turn it down though, because he didn't particularly care for the movies. By our friends at the CIA, it's a dissertation written by a mutant. 
at Oxford University. And that's a dissertation that Charles I quote. did in uh, X-Men First the Class. First, his yeah. mutant cousin, Homo sapiens, which is us, was an aberration. The arrival of the mutated human species, Homo sapiens, was followed by the immediate extinction of their less evolved kin. Well, now we are the Neanderthal. Speak for yourself, Dr. Trask. You know, when you sent our soldiers to Vietnam... It, it's hard weapons, to comment when war, Peter Dinklage just talking. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at this, and he pulls off that 70s stash so well. Yep. <laughs> and that dry look he's got. Yeah, yeah. This time the war will be for our streets, our cities, our homes. And by the time you see the need for my program... You think he could have played Puck if they made an Alpha Flight film? And no. We'll have lost two wars. No. In one. And I wouldn't want him to. I don't know. Depends on how buff he is. We're sorry, Doctor Trask. Uh, but your sense I don't know. Program, yeah. It ain't gonna fly. You wouldn't want. Uh, you wouldn't want him going through the process of trying to become puck. Now he's already what, almost fifty at this point. And so getting to do a role like that would be a terrific strain on his body. That'd be yeah. That yeah. That'd be too. Just here to give our boys a proper... Are y'all familiar with this actor Sorry, here? Sir, but we have orders. Which one? Colonel Sanders. Stand aside, soldier. His name is Colonel I'm, Sanders in this I'm role. I'm familiar with his chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought no, that no, was very funny better. if they did that. <laughs> this is one of my... my uh, this is a scene problems. that was in Spider-Man 2. At the very end of Spider-Man yeah. 2. So there's the kid with the whatever... That was Ink... I'm not sure what he, who he is. That's a Quill. And there's Alex Summers. There's Alex. Oh, is that Alex? Mm -hmm. okay. The Toad. No, toad. Yep. It's Toad. Looking more like, well, more like they eventually made Toad in the comics. What is um, all this? Lab reports, blood tests. It's all I don't like how this film, and just like Wolverine, how uh, Mystique became kind of the focal point. That. Let's go, gentlemen. And I've never been crazy about the way they portray uh, Mystique, period, that she's this kind of ninja assassin. Yeah. Because in the books, she was always more behind the scenes. <clears throat> exactly, because she could blend in. She, she never got physical now, because she could. This guy she was right a mastermind. Here, this guy right here that plays Stryker. Now, he is uh, actually supposed to be the juggernaut in here. They were going to use juggernaut instead of Quicksilver to break Magneto out of the, the his cell. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He was going to play that, but when everything got changed around and Brian no, Singer came no. in, they changed it. I don't believe you have jurisdiction. But they gave him the part of Stryker. Because they couldn't get, oh, um, what's his name from X-Men Origins to come in and I'm play Stryker again. The question is... Oh, uh, uh, Danny... Danny Danny Houston? Yeah. Well, he would have been too, too old at this point. He would have been... Yeah. <laughs> and that's another problem with... That they keep using Stryker. He, I thought he was great when uh, when he was in X2, mm -hmm. but they just keep going back to him over and over and over. And that's one of the big problems with the end of this film uh, is when Mystique saves Wolverine. Right. So if he's never taken by Stryker, how does he get his adamantium? You don't know if he's got his adamantium in the end. You know, right, you don't I assume he doesn't because he, he, he's, he has his bone claws but if 
you think if Stryker's got him, you think, okay, that leads into X-Men Origins, where he experiments right. on him. That's not but if name. Mystique has him, because now she's taking over this role as I'm sending mutants, then how does he ever... He must eventually, at some point, yeah. land in... Uh, let's move out. Or... If that's changed this, this, this timeline so that he doesn't have anime. Right. And and you don't know, and you'll never know, because basically this, this universe is done. Yeah. Now, when we see the, the next upcoming things in the Marvel, at the MCU, you're going to be able to see Hugh Jackman and others come in and play their old roles in into the Multiverse of Madness or in Spider-Man's... Uh, next, what home, home, whatever movie that is now. No way home. Well, I read, yeah, I, uh, no, yeah, no way home. No way home. I mean, yeah, I read that uh, Melina is going to come back as Doc Ock. Yeah, I mean they're bringing in a lot of the characters from all the movies. Maybe we'll see, but they're going to cross the cross the universes. I mean, they already made mention of it in Far From Home, though that was a, a fake job by uh, Mysterio. Mysterio. He just makes you want to hate him, doesn't he? The guy that plays Striker. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's a little black and white for a villain, at least... Uh... And X2, you, you, you felt a little bit why he was motivated to do what he did. Yeah. Uh, because of his son. Now, I read that the um, the set designer tried to put as many X's in the movie as he possibly could. Not just the the, the, the really? things like you see here where you see the X in the, in the plants there. But you'll see it in lighting. You'll see it in set design in the Pentagon when they're in the kitchen during the Quicksilver moment. You'll see an X in the, in the setup of the kitchen and in the stairwells here in the X mansion you're going to see X's all over the place you I think that's a singer thing he likes to do mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what um, happened to the school? the school's been shut for years are you a parent? and I wasn't crazy about Xavier I know that they Thanks. they talk about how you became look after the house now. Uh, he became Your beast. They, kind of a drug user yep because he's having to shoot up all the time. And uh, I think that was uh, McAvoy's idea. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea that he was doing that just so, and I don't, it, to me it strikes, it feels like McAvoy just didn't want to be in a wheelchair. He wanted to be able to walk around. Um, he also didn't want to have to shave his head. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's no professor here. I told. Well, that's the other other big problem with these, with this, and Apocalypse and Exit. He never, none of them ever seem like they're aging, even though they should be aging at 40, 30 or forty years. Yeah. None of them. Professor. And now we're gonna see the. I like this actor a lot. Yeah. I never liked the makeup on Beast because they took it too literally. He became the Blue Beast. Uh, even though you know they referred to him that in, I liked it on comics. Kelsey Grammer. I liked it on Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, and I thought Kelsey well, Grammer was the perfect casting ever yes. for bees. Yeah. yeah, for that bees. What's going on here? I think if they could have done this, this makeup in gray, and it looked. Well, you know, this so much better. Yeah, he looks slightly you know, familiar. So he looks more. You can walk. You're a perceptive one. 
I thought, Eric, which makes it slightly perplexing that you managed to make But I think having him being able to walk at the cost of his telepathy was actually not a bad idea. Number one, it, it makes it easier for him to travel around and follow along and do the things that Xavier's going to have to do, like punching Eric. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, it does. It sets up the, because towards the end that he has to give something up. Yeah. So he has to give up his mobility to get his powers back, so he can, you know, get more involved. He's kind of given up now. He's just sitting in this rambling around this house with Hank, doing nothing. How do you know I don't have my? Who are you? I told you. UCIA. No. You've been watching me. I know you, Charles. We've been friends for years. And Charles doesn't remember running into him at the bar when they were in first class. He will in a few minutes. <laughs> it wasn't until you were 12 that you realized all the voices were in everyone else's head. Do you want me to go on? I never told anyone that. Not yet, no, but you will. You got to admit, though, the scenes with these two together are really compelling. Because you've got, I mean, Nicholas Hout is a good actor, the guy that plays the Beast, but the two of them together on screen, there's tremendous give and, give and take back and forth with these guys. I think I'd like to wake up now. I'd like to see them do more it, stuff together, even, you know, not actually. Yeah, I, li I, like, I like McAvoy a lot mm -hmm. as an actor, sure, and I like I him this. playing uh, Xavier. I guess I just don't like to see Xavier kind of given up. So um, saying that they took Raven's power and walked. That seemed kind of out of character for the Xavier that we know from the comics. Yeah. yeah. She is unique. But if we're going to have a, a, a kind of a character arc for him where he's, he yeah. has so given up because everything was... The tape recorder in the back, I owned. The reel-to-reel? Yep, the reel-to-reel, which had an X on it. Yep. It was a slaughter. Only the worst. It's funny because Xavier looks like all of my friends that dropped out of college. Right <laughs> after they dropped out of college. Well, Singer said he has kind of a, you know, Tom Cruise, born on the Fourth of July, that kind of, yeah, I haven't shaven, long hair, probably haven't bathed, kind of look to him. Raven won't listen to me. I still don't understand how, how whatever he's shooting up with, can somehow it's fixed. It's from Mystique. And it's got that adaptive ability to reinforce the genetic structure. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's, that what, that's what he doing? says. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. somehow fixing his spine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that makes it even more a pivotal point He's in this film. I just... mm -hmm. Well, I said you're just going to walk out. X is in the stained glass. Like I said, yep. you are perceptive. The professor I know would never turn his back on someone who lost their path. Oh, here we go. Especially someone he loved. You know, I think I do remember you now. <laughs> yeah. We came to you a long time ago seeking your help. And I'm going to say to you what you said to us then. Fuck off. That's not what he said. Come along, I watched a lot of people die. Good people. Freddie McAvoy liked the fact he could cuss. If you don't want self pity and do nothing, then you're going to watch the same thing. You understand? I like how over is like, listen to me, you little shit. We all have to die sometime. Well, this is out of Wolverine's. This is not in his wheelhouse. He is. Now he's a blunt instrument. He he yep. he slices people up. He stabs them. He's he's good at combat. 
but this he's not a specialist. Uh, you need a specialist. No, Eric. <laughs> no, he's not good at Even. at psychology or uh, build this you know, trying life. to convince someone he's given up. Place. And just after the first semester, the Warren to the tape recorder. Yeah, yeah. Many of the teachers and older students were drafted. To Sony TC, I think it's three fifty. I wanted to help do something, so I designed the serum to treat his spine. You know, derived from the same formula that helps me control my mutation. And and that formula that Hank's talking about is balanced. the same thing he got from her. He takes too much. Yeah. I tried easing him back, but he just couldn't bear the pain. The voices. The treatment gives him his legs, but. What do you guys think of in the films that Mystique's character was one of being? a new mutant slant x-man rather than on the other side of the as in the former films and in the comics well i'm starting to rethink my whole x-men history uh and of course for me x-men history ends about x-men 225 mm-hmm. so you know emma frost was just at that point starting to weasel her way into the x-men's graces uh, in, in the New Mutants books. Um, Magneto at that point was considered mostly a good guy. You know, um, I liked the stories up to that point, but after that, they lost me. And they brought in a lot of characters that were questionable. They switched things around and turned Cyclops into a complete dick. I'll help you get her. Yeah. And that's not a, a, a flaw in the character. That's a flaw in the writer. Right. So, you know, with Elswin out, I'm taking that more as the continuity I'd rather see. That man is a monster, a murderer. You think you can... Continuity's gotten really good lately. <laughs> Come home. <laughs> splendid. Yeah, like I said, I've never warmed up to her. And I think these films also suffer a little bit from the fact that they've cast Jennifer Lawrence and her... You know, star just started to rise and rise, so that by the time she's in the last film, she's hardly ever disguised. She just looks as like Jennifer Lawrence because I'm sure the actress didn't want to have to wear all that makeup. No, um, and she made sure that she was killed in that last one too. Yeah, yes, that was her. I could tell. So that was direct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she became a, he killed. a big star, and she was under well, contract. And she hated the costume. But she hated the the first movie in, in first class. She was in the makeup chair for hours every day. For this one, they actually developed a suit that she could put herself into and then get makeup done on her face. I know a guy. So it wasn't as you know time consuming. Wasn't as revealing. But you'll still see her so much where she's just you're just seeing her head. And the rest of her's in an outfit. Cerebro out of the question. So she doesn't have to wear the bodysuit. But she still spends probably about a good 10, 15 minutes of the movie in that bodysuit, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd be getting ready for your trip, sir. I wonder who does Just Peter Dinklage's suits. They're really good fitting suits. They look nice. good. <laughs> well, any seamstress could do it with the right measurements. Yeah, but. A good fit is hard to find. I, I'm having a hard time finding a good tailor here. I used, really? I used to have My a really good one. tailor. I need to get new suits. This this painting behind her, mm-hmm. Singer says that's now hanging in his home. Yeah, he liked it he so took, much he took, bought it. Took it home, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think he bought it. He probably just took it home. No, he bought it. He paid for <laughs> Did it. Did he buy that one? He paid, yeah, that one there. Oh, that was a cool one. Yep. That looks very Rockwellian. You fairy. Is it ever established that this date can copy someone's genetic structure or just the appearance? Um, she can't copy powers. She able she was copied retinal patterns. Uh, I think because I, I don't know. Because she seems to be doing it just by looking at them rather than touching them or anything. Yeah. Now, so these are all dead ones, and of course, they show um, Azazel is dead. Yeah. And Angel is dead. Now, Azazel is apparently the father of Nightcrawler, obviously. And more than likely, Mystique was the mother, and there, of course, is Angel Salvador, the one played by uh, Zoe Kravitz. The one with the uh, well, yeah, butterfly wings or whatever. Bug wings. Bug wings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. So all those are dead, and it's obviously, so you know, he, she is crying. It's yeah, that was a nice. That's a nice touch. That. Uh, I don't want to miss anything. But that would mean that she had an affair with Azazel if she is my Nightcrawler's mother, which. In the comics, it was obvious that she was Nightcrawler's mother. Of course, someone made a change in the years later and made her Nightcrawler's father. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Again, I don't believe in it, and that's not my continuity. <laughs> so this work? is the Maximoff residence. So this is Magda. Then, the mother. What's he done now? I'll just write you a check for whatever you took. And I've never been crazy about, uh, as much as I like the actor, I've never been crazy about Quicksilver 2 because he's too... I love this. I love it just for what they did in this movie, not for how they treated Quicksilver, but I'd rather have something like this than the asshole that he was in the comics. You guys won. You know? I didn't do anything. I liked him a little more... Because he was kind of a balance with Wanda, that he was, and they explained kind of, you know, the way he was because he was so protective of his sister. I even like the actor. What's funny is that he's playing Quicksilver here in this movie, and Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing him in Age of Ultron, which were filmed roughly at the same time. And Aaron Taylor Johnson and him were both in Kick-Ass together as friends. Young? You're just old. <laughs> Wonder well, and they, and they do his placement. <laughs> and I like his hair. His hair is gray. They should have made him like a bleach blonde instead of trying to make it actually gray. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have worked out better than... What do you want? Um, you need your help, Peter. What? Break into a highly secured facility. You'd have to turn that that oh, pawn game up super fast in order for that to work that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that process could do that. <laughs> yeah, no, not in that one. Song is an Alice Cooper song. So mm -hmm. You kleptomaniac. That's the early seventies. I remember it. Well, apparently the actor, they because he kind of goes in this one little mission with him, then he kind of basically leaves the the show, the movie, because he had to go. Sure. Is it Game of Thrones? He had to leave this and go film. You seen Game of Thrones? I, I don't Quicks think he's Game of Him? No. Quicksilver was an American Horror Story. He was that's it. That's it. Not there. Game of Thrones. He had to leave to go film American Horror Story. It's cool. It's disgusting. That's right. He's Lobster Boy, isn't he? 
<laughs> he was on that episode, that season. That, on that season, yeah. In Hotel, he played a great character. He played the uh, owner of the hotel who was a ghost, and he did a fantastic job. I didn't watch Hotel. I watched... Uh, that's, that's the one with Lady Gaga, right? Does this scene coming up make yes. you think of Garage Sale Gloat at all? Another podcast on TwoTrueFreaks.com. <laughs> what scene? Uh, where Beast turns on his little scrambler right here and then the uh in the in the guards room guard station all the the scanners all the monitors turn to sanford and son sanford and son <laughs> which that's the theme oh, song it, for, it feels more yeah it feels more mission impossible to me <laughs> yeah it's something yeah. barney would have this does feel like mission impossible here <laughs> barney <laughs> Barney was cool. I guess they don't have... Those are button fly pants and everything else. There's no... Uh... Dark Side of the Moon t-shirt. I had that t-shirt. <laughs> it's weird. Right there, he looks like Michael Sarah. You know, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's so clever, the editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting broadcast signal down here. What's going on? Well, the time in a bottle scene is, that's kind of famous for everybody loves in this, this film... Is great, but then they had to feel they had to repeat it in yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah. Which worked. I thought it worked. Uh, X's. It said they wanted to do, Singer said he wanted to do kind of an inversion of the uh, plastic jail mm-hmm. from. Uh, first film so he's now kind of in a hole all concrete and sand did they not have puxy glass in the the early 70s it looks like they did because that that tray looks like it's got puxy glass on it it. but this whole thing up above is glass it wasn't quite as common as we're used to now I think they had well they had acrylic and yeah. plexi back then I think um, maybe tempered glass no I think plexi would be stronger or um, uh, this great is great application of his power yeah this is very flash like yep <laughs> yeah, I just love the expression on his face he just yeah, that was so great. cool he's like why haven't I been doing this all along <laughs> Hasn't Magneto been proven that he can control the iron in someone's bloodstream? Only, if you remember yes, in the first X-Men movie, he had to, they had to add iron to that guy's blood in order for a second one. They had to add iron right. to the guy's blood in order for him to get enough control. Well, the Magneto in this has, I don't think, ever been quite as strong as or as powerful as uh, in the comics. This this Fastbender's Magneto and even he hadn't pushed himself uh, that hard yet. And twenty guards. Uh, right. Guys. Yeah. He's just. Uh, I know. That's what he's not. He's not the uh, the the uh, genius either that Magneto in the comic is. We lash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like that. I love this character. But that's just me. I like because he doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the speed force. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Magneto had thrown up right there. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. <laughs> 
You're good. Little Apparently he's wearing these goggles because at a certain point they, they blow compressed air on his face to, you know, like he's going fast. And he had to... Do, uh, it's a had throwback to, to Freddy. Right, so he's, he's actually wearing the goggles to protect the actors with his eyes. Yeah, but it's a throwback to Freddy, his nephew. Who, what, what was he called in the in the, um, in the later Marvel stories? Wiccan, and what was the other one called? I don't know karate. But I know karate. Oh, uh... The two, the twins. Yeah. Yeah, Wiccan and I don't know. Sophia and I can secure the prison. Who are you? We are Special Operations CBFECIT. Look, that didn't hear me when first I spoke, but it's imperative that you understand. We apparently can't talk his way into anywhere, can he? He's so used to using his brain powers. The Wolverine's going to be mutants you're looking for. That's right, and not lethal. <laughs> well, he couldn't talk to him about heterochromia or anything like that. You told me you control metal. <laughs> okay. You know, gee, my, my dad used to control metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I'm just not. And they will play more on that in Apocalypse. Charles. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to do that from a wheelchair. Good to see you too, old friend. And walking. No thanks to you. I'm the last person in the world I expected to see today. Well, say that Fassbender is so good in this role that... And he's so good in, in first class. No killing. And then... He's not bad in this film, but the other films, he just kind of is just wasted. He's phoning it in They're in really the other not. ones. Yeah, because he, uh, he has nothing to do because... They keep repeating the same art. Right. It's yeah. great That's all they've done in the comics is repeat that or art over and over. Yeah, but at least with comics, you've got maybe hundreds or dozens of issues in between those here. It's like every story, every film, it's Charles, oh, there's good in him. I know I can feel the good in him. I can bring him around again. Yep. And then he goes bad again. And then the next, you know, the next film, it is the same thing. Okay, so these are what plastic bullets? Plastic, plastic guns. or glass? Yeah, but they're not supposed to be any metal in them. Yeah. Let's get the this soup. This is a smash now, what? hit. Oh in yeah. The early seventies. Love Jim Croce. Yeah. We have a local artist by the name of Croce that is playing in concert last night, playing the songs of Jim Croce. Hmm. Nice <laughs> blast from the past. His widow just um, closed the restaurant down in San Diego Yeah, Jim Croce is something I could do do a karaoke to. And then, of course, he's doing slapstick here, making everybody punch themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think... Quicksilver in the comic is actually this fast. This is more flash level right. stuff. Yeah. I don't think Quicksilver uh, could run 180 miles per hour at top speed, but yeah. they never talked about his reflexes being super super. Not this low. Not not. I can see bullets and move bullets on the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that actually was a point of contention when they tried to do the original JLA Avengers um, between Jim Shooter and um, Giordano. Because they were trying to get Quicksilver on the cosmic treadmill, and he, obviously he couldn't run as fast as a Flash could run. Mm-hmm. 
and they had to amp them up for the film, otherwise yeah. it wasn't really worth it. But that whole scene was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. It was. Yep. Regardless of everything that's wrong between the comics and that, it's good. Oh, look, an X on the plane. <laughs> hey, I saw your flight plan in the cockpit. Why are you going to Paris? Talk. Cut the arm. Xavier. Imagine if they were metal. <laughs> <laughs> Do me a favor and return it for me. Okay. And Peter? Take it slow. Why did they dig? The only part of my favorite say with the bone claws is uh, even in the comics and here they, they look like they're cylindrical. You know, it's like a, a tube. But yeah, right. It's, it's, so it's sharp at the end, it's, but it's not sharp along the edge. So why are they perfectly the metal, sculpted when they're metal? Exactly. Why are they? Why are they, when they just be when they just cover the the actual bone part instead of? Um, it's cooler that way. So I think <clears throat> I think it goes. I think it so. I think it fits better that they they created the blades and inserted them into his oh, arms instead of them being a natural part of his. Right. My spine affects my DNA. I agree with you. I yeah. think the original concept was a better part of Wolverine's character than to have that the bones be a part of, uh, you right. know, the claws be a part of his bones. I mean, that kind of diminishes the original uh, origin of him, which is the adamantium-laced doesn't just and replacing everything all of his bones and stuff with um, adamantium so well it makes him a little more tragic because you know he was he was violated you know somebody grabbed him and they did this to him uh, but let's face it if he doesn't have bone claws and he doesn't have his adamantium he really has no offensive weapon I mean yeah he, he's a brawler but he's he's not uh, he can't uh uh oh experimented on, butchered. Eric, where were you, Charles? We were supposed to protect them. You can tell Wolverine doesn't really like flying in a plane. You and Hank. Probably like B.A. Baracus. Well, like, he doesn't like to be out of control. A plane crash is probably one of the few things that could kill him. You know? Well, here, certainly here, because he, he doesn't have his adamantium. So. Right, right. Doesn't Hank look like he's wearing shirts his mother gave him? Yes. You were always an asshole. Okay, just ask him. He still looks like... Who was the 70s? I take it we're best buddies in the future. He looks like Bobby Brady. (laughs) a lot of years. Those blue denim work shirts were pretty common, too. I thought that was like a prison shirt. You're like me. Yeah, but but I'm telling you the fashions in the 70s. It just looks like a chambray shirt, doesn't it? It looks to me like... My friend Andy Dufresne wore that <laughs> denim shirt every day. <laughs> Did this sequence make you feel uncomfortable? And Kirk, I, I guess, uh, Kirk, I guess you're, you'd, be, you'd be one to, to answer more than anyone else, having grown up in that era, and you know, lived through the the withdrawal from Vietnam and the the, the, the acknowledgement that we lost there. Well, 
you have to understand, I was in junior high mm-hmm. and then high school for the first four years of the 70s. So, yeah, there was a sense that we'd been lied to, that we couldn't get out of it, and that there was growing resentment for the war and the loss of our, our young people. But it ended by 73. Yeah. So I was never truly at risk of the draft. But had it gone on, I would have been in in line. Hmm. I was what, eight years old when this came out. I mean, when when the war ended, so I didn't really have a good grasp of what was going on there. Right. Yeah, same here. Most of us did. Yeah, I mean, you knew about it, but it was by the time I was kind of aware of what was going on, it was over. Now, is that the same coat Kate Hudson wore in Almost Famous? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. And I'm sorry, but th- this guy looks like my wife's ex-husband. Show me more, baby. Baby. I've only seen this movie once, so I'm trying to recall. Is that uh, Raven? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Mystique. And see. What's the matter, baby? You don't think I look pretty like this? And she chokes him out with her foot. I think that's a wonderful use of her powers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, you know what I'm saying? It's, it makes her so much more than just a chameleon. It makes yeah. her deadly. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have not seen a lot. But they've been pretty consistent about that with her in all of the X-Men movies, whether it was her or Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, that, that's that, that's consistent. I just don't like... I like Mystique more as a... Uh, I like this. You know, as a schemer and planner. I like this, him bringing up the chessboard. It shows that Eric's thank trying you, yeah. to extend the olive branch. It's been a while. Not in the mood for games, thank you. Which is fine that he has this arc, but then in the next film it's like it's reset. Well, so then it's I mean, like, by the end of this movie, it's it's reset. Well, at the beginning of Apocalypse, he's you know living on his own. He's got a family. The family dies, which you know they have to kill the family, so it gives him some agency. Mm-hmm. So then he becomes bad again, and Xavier has to go. No, I know there's good in him. Let me reach out to him. See, with with a start like that, yeah, killing his family, uh, who says Disney never owned the X Men? <laughs> you must think me so foolish. You've always said they would come after us. I never imagined they'd use Raven's deer. I love to see these two actors in something else other than these two roles, just playing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Something. They are left for Dallas. Well, Michael Fassbender is just so compelling that I think he could do a wide variety of roles. Now, um, guy playing Xavier, what's, what's his name? McAvoy. McAvoy. He's good at a number of roles, but I, I, I don't see him playing as wide variety as, as Fassbender. I think McAvoy is going to be, as he gets older, become more of a character actor, where Fassbender will stay a leading man for a long time, like Hugh Jackman. I, I would argue that, that Fassbender is now not a leading man. He is a character yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to see him in a kind of a Alan Rickman, kind of a Hans Gruber kind of. I think he would make an excellent. Did you see um, you know, the Frankenstein movie he did with uh, Harry Potter? That's not my power. No. Uh, Fassbender? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, McAvoy. But now we know without choice. Oh. Uh, yeah, where uh, Daniel Radcliffe played Igor or Igor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, McAvoy's always good. I mean, he's even good in Atomic Blonde, but. Um... What's that movie called, the Frankenstein one? I'm sorry, Charles. Is it called Frankenstein? I have to look it up. It's kind of told from Igor's point of view. Julianne. Been a while since I've played. Why don't they go back in time and deflect that bullet and save them all a lot of trouble? Might finally be a fair fight. You have the first move. Okay, let's see. That was Victor Frankenstein is what it was called. Yeah. Came out in 2015. Yeah. Now I did like you know all this stuff here where they had the, a lot of the Super 8 looking that's film nice. scenes. That's nice. That was a great uh, touch to the film. To give it that yeah. throw back. The styles are right. Zabruder. The colors are right. The Pruder film was at least 10 years before. Yeah, see I don't think there was really and, and I like that that painting on the the door there. But I I don't think there was actually anything technological that pulled me out of this movie. Even the Sentinels themselves. Though I didn't crazy about the Sentinels. I'm not no I don't like the Sentinels either in in the 70s time frame or in 2023, which. If you think about it, Avengers Endgame also takes place in 2023. <laughs> I call them Sentinels. Both of Named them are time the travel movies. I didn't like the... Uh, they have kind of an acrylic face. With guns mm -hmm. that can fire and they've got that big kind of chest... Uh, exhaust bits is how they the, fly. The they make yeah. Look yeah. Power, yeah. I mean, it all it, it makes sense if you want to try to think about it logically, but we're talking about people with superpowers. So Why does it have to look like something we can actually build? Well, the person that ever designed it did not ever look at them in the comics. They just knew they were big, tall robots, and that was it. And they made, and, and they were purple. Yeah, the closest that we've seen to it is in the, the opening scene of X Men 3. When they did the danger sequence. And I just posted a thing on Facebook about. That I saw that. That's that's that. Yeah, I like that design. But you know, it's funny if you look at that head with the with Wolverine standing next to it. You can tell that's a forced perspective shot. The head's probably not even more than like you know the size of a softball. Oh, the baby monitor went off. Yep, <laughs> that's what it looks like. There has to be some kind of mistake. My machines don't make mistakes. I don't. What are you? I assure you, I... No, don't shoot it. I assure you, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't shoot it. Yeah. Her acrobatic scenes are really awesome. 
You know, I was following the movie and enjoying this, but I've got to tell you, when I was in the theater, shortly after this scene, when she goes outside and they're in the fountain, yeah. I literally turned to the people I was with and said, I have no idea where this movie is going. <laughs> Which I guess is good. Raven. I never understood oh, if, if, if her... Her ninja powers, or whatever we're gonna call them, or an offshoot of her mutant power, or it's just she's just that well trained. She's that well trained. But think about it: if she's a shape changer, then she can adjust her mass so that she throws more mass into her leg or her arm when she's punching or kicking. She can shift her weight that well. I don't know. If, I don't know if her power works that way well, or not. That's the way that they that's... demonstrated it in the first X Men movie, and I think that Brian Singer talked about that in the making of. In the first one, that's how she was able to do that weird flip upward on the the water pipe. Forgive me, Mystique. As long as you're out there, we'll never be safe. And she's able to do kicks and things that nobody else can. It can't. Well, she's almost Spider-Man-like when she's yeah. doing some of this stuff, which I thought was... That's kind of cool that he's... He doesn't have the gun, but he's still making a fire. Mm-hmm. And he curves the bullet. Yep. There's your magic bullet. Yep. Yeah. Well, did you ever see the line. movie Wanted with James McAvoy? Because yeah. in that movie, they curved bullets, too. <laughs> yeah. Which they try to replicate on Mythbusters and prove that it's not possible. He's slipping back. I'm losing it. Um, There's a guy on YouTube that says he can do it, though. Uh, yeah, well. It's funny how scenes like this and what Xavier's going through kind of parallel drug issues. Well, that's what I think he was he was kind of written as a... This is kind of nice, this, this kind of Super 8. Yeah, Xavier's written almost as a heroin addict. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and uh, what's his name says that? He says, you know, I made this drug for him, but then he kind of keeps using it. Doesn't the woman that she matched look kind of like Misty Knight was drawn in the 70s? Oh, damn. Magneto should have done that a long time ago. Yes. Restrained Wolverine. Actually, yeah, she, come actually she looks like Kim Fields did on the uh, Spider-Man TV yeah. show in the 70s. The woman that played Glory Grant, uh, she's actually Tootie's mother in real life. came to us. Who are you? Charles. Well, Charles Xavier. I don't know you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with this. You ever seen Wolverine have a freak out? <laughs> Not like that. I'm sorry. Well, he also has to do with similar to the first film, maybe this first and second, that a lot to do with accepting uh, acceptance of who you are because Beast is a little 
you know, he's a little ashamed of, of his, his beast mode. Uh, and he kind of comes to terms with that towards the end because mm-hmm. he's howled it kind of here. Somebody yeah. gave you really bad. And acid. I think it's similar to uh, some of the other the other characters that are you know they kind of come to terms with it. It's it's that you know don't be afraid of who you are. Don't you know you're not uh, don't don't wish you didn't have these these gifts. You're not different. You're not afraid. I like the fact that Beast is actually a good threat to Magneto. You know. Well, I mean, he would. Yeah. Because, I mean, Magneto is... You're going to see uh, Brian Singer here in a minute. He's got a little cameo. Mm-hmm. He's the guy with the camera that's recording uh, Magneto. You wouldn't be able to do that. You would not be able to pull electrodes out of you if they were giving you a shock that bad. She's wounded pretty bad. He's like, oh, I'm going to get that guy later and give him some metal claws. Mm-hmm. He's with the guy with the camera? Uh, yeah, he's coming up here in a minute. Right there. Yeah, that's the guy Brian, on the right. Brian yeah, Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah, they'll show him again. He's actually, he actually shot this footage that's him right there on the on the left or the right. Poor beast, he's got to start. That always reminded me of the Universal Werewolf. I used to have these trading cards of all the Universal monsters, and they're like joke cards. And one of them had the werewolf grasping his chest, saying, "Ah, who put all the pepper on my eggs?" <laughs> oh, I remember that. Professor, <laughs> what happened to you? I just saw someone who's going to bring me a lot of pain someday. Well, maybe, maybe not, depending on this film ends. You have to get out of here. <laughs> we want to know if there's any sort of connection. Either. Of course, this flies in the face of X-Men Apocalypse, because you think mutants are seen as kind of heroes at the end of this, which is what reverses, the, kind of keeps the, the dystopian future from coming about. But You're talking the next 10 years film, difference, though. And yeah. you know, I mean, how different sentiments change even in the space of four years. We've been seeing evidence of that here. What the hell are we dealing with here? It's not a bad no, two days Nixon? ago. Not a bad Nixon. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> Shutting off the recording there. That was great. Security prison inside the Pentagon. We believe that this woman is a former associate of Lancher's. They were together in Cuba the day of the crisis in '62. He was also implicated in Kennedy's assassination. What about oh. that thing? We don't know what that thing is, sir. Actually, we really don't know what any of them are. Yes. Yes, we do. They're mutants. He has the power to control metal. I lost you guys. No, you're... No, 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 they just got caught up in the film. (laughs) She can transform into anyone. Because that is a a real perfect rendition of the Oval Office in the 70s. She could walk into this office and order a nuclear strike if she was in the mood. 
and that's on me. Though I don't know if they've got that bunker well, under the seal, though. Any defense? I was waiting for you to ask me that question. Well, Singer said in the commentary, That's he says there is he's, uh, like a, a safety room under the White House. Mm -hmm. He said it's not in it's not in the Oval Office. Yeah. He goes, I know where it's at, but I'm not going to tell. <laughs> but that's true or not, I don't know. But You're telling me these mutants so, are out in the world. On our best defense are these giant metal robots. Many of the mutants <laughs> look like us. My sentinels can tell the difference. I have Has he already got these Sentinels built? They're built out of a space age. Yeah. Planet, not an ounce of metal. He's got eight of them built. Oh. I want to make a demonstration. I want the world to know that we can protect them. What do you need to get these things operational? I already gave that number to Congress. Unfortunately, they elected to shut me down. It's going to cost a bit more. That guy there in the chair, he was the one more thing. the Siskel and Ebert guy that was mayor in Godzilla 98. Yeah. yeah. For research purposes, of course. Michael Lerner. Does anybody speak French? No, but I can tell that Jennifer Lawrence's French accent is better than the, the nurse's. <laughs> well, if you're, if, if you're right, Brian, and she can distribute her mass the way you say she can mm -hmm. and not just simply duplicate someone, then you think she'd have a similar healing power to Wolverine, and she could just... Look at him, he's sewing uh, up his head. Oh, I didn't wow. realize that. Yeah, wow. he was sewing up the back of his head at the same time he's doing all that. <laughs> and he's doing it without seeing what's going on. That's. Now, his French is really good. <laughs> Remember in the days when you could walk into a subway or any place and not be photographed? Or wear a mask. Yep. How is Eric if I see holding the glass up? I will jam this into your throat. That's a good question. It had to be some metal in it. Taught me well. It's been a long time since we were this close. The frame, maybe. I missed you. Maybe it's lead crystal, but I'm not sure he can manipulate lead. Uh, he can manipulate any metal. What do you mean? It doesn't matter if it's ferrous or not. So the name Magneto is deceiving. Yes. He should be metal eater. Well, it's, you know, the, the, the problem with the writers, the writers themselves, they change the, the difference every now and then. Claremont himself even made Magneto change the magnetic lines uh, back in the 80s so that Xavier's telepathy wouldn't work as good. Right. So, you know, that's just messing with the magnetic, he was messing with the magnetic field. Right, right. But it, it was also Claremont that made it so that he could control any type of metal. I've seen that plan. So you, so you saw, like, in first class, he was manipulating gold. Gold doesn't, yeah. doesn't, I mean, it's a good conductor, but it's not ferrous. We still hold the upper hand. Well, they've always, I guess, explained it away as if he has, like, control of the electromagnetic magnetic spectrum, then he can do more than just mm -hmm. grab metal. Right. He's more like the metal master from that sixth issue of the Hulk. But if you look at Magneto from the very beginning, 
with Stanley and Jack Kirby, they weren't sure of his power power set. They actually made him able to, you know, enter the the what do you call it, the psychic realm, astral plane. astral plane, yeah. And that's something that Xavier could do because Xavier's a telepath. But why could Magneto do it? Well, I think they explained that is that the, he's he's because he has he can put up certain mental barriers. I think to keep out. Well, that's why he has the helmet too. But. All right. Why did he let her go? Why didn't he follow her immediately? And she should have been easy to spot with that limp. That was a heavy limp. What happened? Come on. I can't even walk. I can hear them. It's okay. Make it stop. Get it. It's his fix. I've seen people like this before. It is sad. It's not over yet. You don't believe that. How do you know? As these go, this comes so back. So is getting stronger. They all mm. come back. And his love for Jean. Look, I'm still here. And she's still out there. But we need your help, Charles. Not like this, I need you. We can't find Raven without your powers. This is where Xavier kind of goes into the future and meets Stuart. Not, and not quite yet. He's got to go to Cerebro first. Boy, that's a close-up. Uh, <laughs> that looks like that COVID shot needle. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel it. I, I didn't. I mean, the, the two people that gave me shots were, I guess because they'd given so many, they were... Pros. It was... Yeah, it was like it was over before I realized. Yeah. Um, before I realized what was going on. Oh, he's going cold turkey. But no whiplash, no Hank, do me a uh, withdra- no withdrawal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No DTs. He's he's doing it with his mind. He's keeping it all under control. Now, have you all watched his uh, Shyamalan movies, McAvoy's? No. Um, Split and what was the other one called? Oh, Glass. Glass, yeah, Split and Glass. Now, he got so muscular and so bulked up for those and then just veiny as heck for the scenes. It just looked like it killed his body. And then here, he's so small. could hold the key to mutation itself. And this is like one year after. That's all they were able to scrape. One year before. Well, I think like, it's like Jack. I think when Jackman's not prepping for this role, he's in shape, but he's not yeah. cut the way he is for this. Imagine sentinels that could transform, adapt to any target. If I could just get my hands on it. They could be transformers. Yep. Could leap the program forward years, decades into the future. I didn't like that about the mutants. That they that just makes them too invincible if they can... Adapt everyone's powers and copy them and if you can believe it. transfer them to everybody. So it's, yeah. it's like Nimrod, you know, it's just like, it's just too powerful. Mm, I agree. Do you remember uh, reading something called X-Men Elsewhere? The uh, Sentinels seem to be able to do a good deal of that. Has there been a cause which could unite us as a species? 
until now. Boy, he sounds just like Hitler there. You really hate mutants, Doctor, <laughs> don't you? On the well, contrary. Well, that that was what Hitler did. He said, "We have a common enemy," and he, you know, the Jews. I see mutants. And lately, it's been you know foreigners coming into our country. They always got to find someone to point us at and say they're the enemy. That's the only way to galvanize us, they think. I believe our new friend. Find oh, that was one of the messages of Watchmen. Yep. A new era of genius. Yes, exactly. Long-lasting peace. Somebody should show that man the Terminator movies. <laughs> was talking about that earlier today uh, with somebody who was saying how Days of Future Past could have influenced the Terminator. And I said, well, also, if you look at Marvel, not not Marvel, but DC Comics Presents number 61, the murder mech story with Superman and Omak, you got a robot that sent back in time to kill the ancestor of Omak. A lifetime ago. But all of that goes back to the Harlan Ellison story in Outer Limits called The Soldier. Welcome, Professor. But, uh... Demon with a glass hand. Now, why does Cerebro and everything here look just like it did in X-Men from 2000? The only thing that's different, of course, is the control panel, which has got dials and faders on it. But everything well, else... Well, in first class, it was in a... It was in a because well, not first class, but like X-Men 2000. She won't be moving fast. You know, the uh, the original uh, X-Men I film. What, the, the, it, I think it's with the... the how did all that dust get in there? I mean, that looks like a pretty hermetically sealed dome. Yeah. The <laughs> I hate to have to clean all those panels. You know, Charles, that'll work better if you don't have any hair. <laughs> At least Wolverine learned not to smoke in there. This has always reminded me a little bit of stellar cartography from, yeah, uh, from Generations. Yeah, Star Trek Generations. At, when did Generations come out? That was in the early nineties, though, right? It was yeah, it was before this. It was yeah. ninety. It was it's, the next gen ended, so ninety three, ninety four. I think ninety five, and then first contact was ninety seven. Why did the glass all have to break? So that's what happens. Traumatic effect. He was having to push all that power through that hair. See, I was just thinking. Oh, I was just thinking that that at this point Wolverine was going to reach out to him and try to tell him how to do it. Yes, you can. It won't take it. You know, kind of that that Batman to Flash moment where he says, "Save one person. Concentrate on one point. Just don't concentrate too hard." <laughs> and it's broken. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of my students. Helpless. It was a mistake coming down here. It was a mistake freeing Eric. This whole thing has been one bloody mistake. I'm sorry, Logan, but they sent back the wrong man. You're right. I am. Actually, it was supposed to be you. I was the only one who could physically make the trip. And uh, I don't know how long I've got here, but I do know that a long time ago, actually, a long time from now, I was your most helpless student. 
and you unlock my mind. You showed me what I was. You showed me what I could be. I don't know how to do that for you. You're right, I don't. See, they got some really good scenes in this movie. Into my mind. And this right here is just a you great example of it. You don't like I said, just getting these two guys in the same room is, is magic. We get in Fassbender in there is also. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this should this should have been the they should have done my mind gone back to the original to the original. Uh, uh, First class crew and done. I don't know what they they could have. They shouldn't have gone back in time. They could have either from where this one ends off ends up. You know, make more films in that in the in the current timeline. Past my future. Look for your future. Well, in the future, it won't be Fox making these. It will be Marvel, (laughs) and you know, hopefully they can do some of the things we talked about. I mean, looking at how they've done with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think they could see the value of making X-Men more of a TV series rather than a movie series. And then have like a great event where they could bring the X-Men in for a movie. Ser- a movie. But um, maybe that way they could build up to a true Phoenix storyline. Or just not go back to Phoenix, you know. Well, the, why does that have to be the end result of everything? Time they do a film. I know, I'd love to see. I'd love to, to see a Phoenix. Proteus storyline. You know, that would be really, really cool. And you don't even have to have Phoenix for a Proteus storyline. Hmm. Charles. There's so many stories they could do. They could. Well, I mean, I would love to see Mimic brought in. I would love to see some of that. It's a step too far. (laughs) I mean, essentially, they've got him with, uh, with, uh, you know, with Raven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. He'd probably be too. He'd be too. uh, He was a gimmick for the '60s, and you know, he should have been there for one issue and never been brought back. Well, originally he didn't he die, and then they brought him back later. I mean, I thought you're afraid he was then for like one or two issues, and then but he did, then he died fighting the Hulk, didn't he? And then somehow for, it wasn't him that died or something, and they brought him back later. <laughs> Gee, have they ever done that before? <laughs> <laughs> Who's two well, stays dead in the Marvel? Not numbers. before this, not before Mimic. That was in the early '60s. Right, but by the time they get to uh, what episode? Issue 42, uh, Professor X fakes his death and then doesn't come back until 65. It's it's a known fact time. that the most faithful couple in the Marvel Universe of all time is Uncle Ben and that bullet. Beyond that, That's terrible. everybody else <laughs> can come back to life. <laughs> Well, there's no there's no benefit of having Uncle Ben come right. back. I mean, it's he was he served his purpose, and he doesn't need to come back. He's he wasn't a you know he's been in you know, he was like four or five panels, but 
It'd be interesting to see what they do if they bring them into the if they if they just if in there's something that the next Doctor Strange Xavier film. says here to his younger self that kind of makes me wonder. He says Cerebro knows you're scared. Finally. Like Cerebro is is sentient in some way. Oh, yes. Of course it is. That is a scary concept. Yes. Well, it's like yes, it is. Stark's Cerebro armor was eventually made into a sentient. Being. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> no, I think they did. <laughs> I think they turned Cerebro into some sort of character. And they put it yeah, into that a, was in the Astonishing X Men. Now, this is really, really interesting with Magneto, you know, basically putting what he does into the Sentinels. But I don't understand how it gives him as much control as he shows. That's that's a little step too far, you know? Right, his control almost seems more like he's got remote control of him, yeah. not that he's physically can... Because uh, he makes them attack, he makes them shoot... I mean, I could see him getting to point and look in different directions, but beyond that, I don't know what his metal allows him to do unless he's sending electromagnetic pulses to them to control them. But here he is putting the metal from the the rails, from the train, train tracks, throughout the Sentinel's body because they've got no metal parts. Which still I find hard to believe. What is the conductor for all the signals it uses that isn't metal? Oh, there's the uh, baby monitor. Yeah. Fiber optics, probably. Oh, and we are just as guilty back as. Back in the future, in now they're in China at this point, wherever they're holed up. It seems to be the same. Um, temple that Shang Tsung uses in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> She's lost too much blood. She can't keep going and we didn't really talk about it earlier. When Wolverine had his seizure, no. uh, Logan actually cut Kitty with his claws. And so she's bleeding there while she's trying to keep his mind there in the past. Isn't this in the rogue cut? Where in, the, they in the rogue the cut, rogue they continue. actually have to go and save Rogue who is in a an internment at Professor Xavier's mansion. And they have to get her and bring her back so she can take Kitty's power, take power and keep Logan, you know, still under. God, for a moment there, she looked like Phoebe, didn't she? Stop From Friends. Charles? It's the hair. This is kind of cool, the way he's... Yeah. Using all these these bystanders as kind of puppets. Yep. I need you to come home. Mel Gibson said people talked to him just before he did the Passion of the Christ. If you or, kill trust, yeah, Passion of the Christ. Countless more, just like people walk up to him and say, "Make the movie, do it." <laughs> you know, like they just walk on. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but do it. The girl I grew up with wasn't capable of killing. She was good, fair. Full of compassion. This is really a good scene. I have compassion. The way they did this. Yeah. It's not for Trask. He's murdered too many of us. Shut her down, Charles. Get in her head. She's not letting me in. I'm barely holding on. I'm not strong enough yet. I know what Trask... Of course, it shows you how how dangerous Xavier could be because he could just 
Because I think they say he can control to about a hundred minds at one time. He could just have them all gang up and just attack her right now, which she'd be swarmed by. You know, the thing is, is that, and, and you don't really get as much of a sense of it as you should, but Xavier is no angel in all this. He uses his power to change minds and affect people left and right. It's only in the later years that... It's ethics. Yeah. But, I mean, he feels the ends justifies the means because he's on the side of light. He feels like he's justified, yeah. but he still it's, it's, crosses the line a little too much. It's, yeah, it's not like he's got a prime directive that he breaks, but... Uh, or but he does all the time. <laughs> True. A plane. a plane to wear. But you're, to Brian's point, it became later that he became a little more virtuous about it. In, in the early days, he would do it uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. There's something I need to show you. And that's just down to the writing that, you know, that we got. There was not as much thought given to, you know, the moral implications of it as there is today. Yeah. All three. People are just not as woke then as they are now. Look what I found. Oh, he's got full four channels on his scanner. Yeah. Well, he's watching uh, The Naked Time. And there's that uh, reel-to-reel again. Is that the Sony reel to reel? Sorry, I missed it. Oh, that's all right. Right there on the left. Oh, no, Beast is blocking it now. It's an event like that. But, okay, now, there to Xavier's right, that's uh, one of the very first computers, uh, personal computers ever made. That blue box there, blue and black box. For all we know, they already have her DNA. Well, that's all reels of Zen. That's all... Three-inch video or six-inch video, yeah, whatever he's got. That's beta 2. Now there's a theory in quantum physics that time is... They immediate. use that in college. <laughs> it's like a river. You can throw a pebble into it, create a ripple. There's three-quarter inch v- uh, video there, Audio too. board behind yep. it. No Audio you, production control on the... Yeah, the reel-to-reel that's turning. Sorry. Direction. Oh. What are you trying to say? I'm saying is... Sorry, we had a three-second delay there. What if the war is inevitable? <laughs> no worries. She's meant to kill Trask. This is just simply who she is. Yeah, you can't click on the screen or anywhere. It's going to pause it. Yeah, sorry. I touched my touch screen and it reacted. Jim, you're going to have to do the Urkel uh, soundbite for that (laughs) bit. No, I don't believe that theory, Hank. And I cannot believe that. So is Beast basically saying that this is kind of destiny? That they can't change what she's going to do? Yeah, that's what he's saying is they can't be changed. That... The pebble in the river analogy. It can change the flow, but it can't change the course of the river itself. And here is Magneto, and he's playing with his balls. (laughs) No, this is back. (laughs) This is back then. He's. I'm just. Oh yeah, he's basically he's going to get his helmet. And if you look in this area here, oh, that would that would suck to be the person in between those two balls. <laughs> but if you look here, you'll see Angel's wing, you'll see Havoc's uh, chest plate, and then to the far left is the quarter that Magneto put through Shaw's head. Kevin Bacon. Yeah who at over 60 looks better than I ever did. Scary. I like the fact that his his helmet is now all scratched and scarred.
back on the X-Plane. Mm-hmm. I need to check out that Xavier Coda arms that they had on the outside. That was kind of cool. You've looked into my mind and you've seen a lot of bad, but you've seen the good too. The X-Men. Promise me you'll find us. Talking about Scott and Use your power. Bring us together. Everyone. Guide us. Lead us. Storm. Scott. Gene. Remember those names. There's so many of us. Especially Gene. Mm-hmm. You think when he looked into, looked into Logan's mind, he saw the fact that he's going to become bald in the future? Yeah, he saw yes, that. He saw him face to face. And he saw what Logan had to do to Gene. They they showed you know snippets from virtually every movie that had been made up to that point, even the mm-hmm. really bad ones. You know, I'm talking about X Men Three and X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Though I will watch scenes from X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I, I, aside from that Sentinel scene, I won't watch X-Men 3 at all. I don't have a problem with X-Men 3. I like it. I mean, yeah, is it not on par with... I would say it's on par with 1. I mean, I mean X-Men 2 is always hailed as the better film, but X-Men 1 is okay. Yeah, X-Men 2 is X-Men definitely the better of the, of the original 3. Now, First Class, of course, is just so... Thousands of amazing in what it accomplishes and how it was done and the music in that movie um, the music in this one here for me for the most part the soundtrack is unremarkable yeah it's not I mean the, the problem with, with first class and the problem with all of these is that they kind of they uh, I love it they take whatever him expecting the metal detector to go off and oh. it doesn't Logan and you missed the uh, Star Trek or the Star Wars uh, force bender there. <laughs> yeah, when he uh, kind of mind wipes yeah. the guy. You don't need to see mine. <laughs> now, was that Giacchino that did the soundtrack on the first one? First class? I think it's first class, I think. I don't know who did it for this one. Well, I'm checking uh, first. First class first. Should have made him come with Okay, no, the first one was Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman did First Class, which is my favorite soundtrack out of all the X-Men movies. This is uh, like in Casino Royale when when Jane Craig keeps telling that other agent, stop touching your ear, yeah. because he's, he's listening to his earpiece. When these films kind of, they kind of pick whatever, uh, instead of going by what team was going on at the time, they pick whatever character they want. So Today, Havoc shows up in first class before Cyclops has ever come around. So that kind of screws up everything so you can't use characters later yeah. on. Now this soundtrack was done by John Ottman. In the immortal words of Robert Oppenheimer. He, uh, but he's a, he's, a bar, he's a Brian Singer guy. He did Usual Suspects. Valkyrie X-Men 2. You say, behold what? The new Sentinel. Where's the uh, Oppenheimer. was quoting Oppenheimer. Yeah, allegedly. But I don't think that's what Oppenheimer said. Why is Magneto wearing football pads? <laughs> 
enemies. It's gotta be impossible. They're really, really, they're shoulders. really thick there. Look how it's actually it's more like an umpire's pads on his chest. <laughs> I do like the cape. You know how it's uneven. Yeah, that's that is really cool. I like. That. And it, it, Magneto in the future still wears that uneven cape too. Well, it could be words. You could have a great big M on that part of his chest. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They used about the, the, the 200 issues. Now, what I'm trying to figure out: this is the same field that the Senators played at, right? But they didn't it's, play baseball uh, in '73. There, nobody played baseball there in '73. So why was well, the guy putting down baseball lines? Singer said in the commentary that they they did the research and it was. It, it, it existed at this time, and it, it was both a football and baseball field, so it was you know, completely enclosed. Um, I have a... Let me go, Charles. Hmm. There, see? Secret serviceman. Left at the stage. Got it. Go. <laughs> that is just amazing. You know, just the, the idea that, of a... That's supposed to be... That girl is supposed to be Jean Grey. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. But could you imagine that stadium going overhead? All the concrete they'd be falling off of it as it's going. <laughs> oh yeah. But I love that. I, 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 you know, even though I don't like these sandals, I like the Harrier engines on them. I did. Well, it's it's a, it's a practical design. They're kind of copying from what existed at the time. But I just and think, is it me or is the face opening on the the bar? Is it Barbital? Barbital? The uh, face mask of Magneto's costume, isn't it wider than it, than it usually is? So you can see his well, face better. Playing with that in the comics. Who we are. And now I've got to look up that word again. Don't do this. Gentlemen, do not pass point. Barbute. That's the the type of helmet that he's that he mimics there. The bearded helmet. B a r b u t e. No, but we can slow them down. You know, I had a hard time telling the difference between the actress that played Blink here and the actress that played Blink on the app, the TV show The Gifted. And if you guys didn't watch that series, it actually is worth watching. I haven't seen it. There's certain characters on that that are very compelling. Because they actually had the Fenris twins, they were just the the the, um, the grandchildren of Strucker. The son of Strucker was one of, one of the characters, and he didn't realize that he was the son of Strucker. You think Magneto's taking control? He's taking control of the Sentinels to kind of uh, show that they're untrustworthy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the, the 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 public will not will lose faith in him. Because he could do certainly do more damage on his own. Yeah. That just without taking care of the now, control the of the SNS. The big SNS. problem in the future scenes here is that if Magneto was there, he should align the mountains in metal so he would have been able to form a defense against those Sentinel carriers. Now, once they get out of the carriers, they're less vulnerable to his attacks. Well, the future Sentinels supposedly have no metal in them. Right, but those carriers, maybe the, those uh, carriers were definitely the carriers made out of Yeah, but if he had lined the mountains with metal, he would have been able to make a lot of shrapnel. I like this. She just loaded Bishop with a lot of power, 
and he's able to take out a sentinel one shot each. So they lift up the rug, and there's the, 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 stairway, the stairway down to the bunker under the White House. Three. Those really look crappy, the scene where he's just got his hand sitting there molding everything. It looks stupid. And I think with the lower resolution that we're watching this on, that um, the special effects don't translate as well as they do with the higher resolution, so that, that particular thing looked a little more fake than everything else. I think at this stage, Magneto, he could, he could level a whole mountain at him. Yeah, well, he's just taking the, the the Blackbird right there, and he's going to turn it into shrapnel. But it's nowhere near enough metal for him to utilize against all of them. He's going to cause... Doesn't he overload? Yeah. He's, he's going to overload the... The engine. The engine or something. Or she's going to. I mean, that's a great effect, and it takes bomb. care of a good number of them, just not enough. They're just overwhelmed and... Oops, he missed one. Hmm. Well, I, I think the shrapnel is part of the Sentinel. He can't control don't that. Don't these shra- sh- Sentinels look more like Transformers? Mm. Yeah. They, they just don't look like Sentinels to me. I agree. And I think if you just made the head look more like a sentinel yeah. head, it would help that a would, lot. That would make a huge difference. You could difference. forgive the body up. Just don't Ooh. give it that kind of, they have a kind of a plexiglass face. You think insurance will give him a new wheelchair? <laughs> Easily. You think AAA is going to pay for those cars? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> a stadium fell on it. <laughs> who's going to pay to, who's going to pay to clean that up? Clean that up. Now this really is a cool scene. This is. I mean, Magneto coming down with the Sentinels. Made his own personal arena. Yep. Or shooting gallery. I think what they've done is, I know the Sentinels, the future Sentinels, the singer said they were based on some sculpture he had seen. And a costume or, or a dress they saw mistake. that had like little scales. They, they should have made them more comic-like. Yeah. So I think the 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 1970 Sentinels are, are meant to look a little bit like the future ones. Yeah. Ooh, that would. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And then here goes Storm. Oh. There's the. Uh, and that's from the comics again, but not as much a gut punch as it was in the comics. You know, in the comics, when when each one of the the main X Men died, it was such a gut punch for yeah. us fans. It was dramatic. Well, it was because they died in the throes of fighting back. Yeah. There she was. He should be firing his gun in every direction right now. And Bishop just explodes from all the power. Just overloaded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now Sunspot decides to get busy. The Magneto picks up all the metal and goes to work. That's good. I never liked the way they changed Sunspot. I understand that 
you know, maybe mutations evolved. I don't know what they did with him in, in the comics after New Mutants. He was, well, eventually he could kind of project some type of, because he was absorbing all the solar energy, now, he could project. I understand this is Colossus's move from one of the X-Men games. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't really help a whole lot, though. Mm-hmm. It's kind of variation of Fastball Special. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of like what Vision did in, in Avengers 166. Yeah. Probably not supposed to ask this kind of thing, but in the future, do I make I it? I love this. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we can change it, right? Sure. Look out here. Out, yeah. Or blew out. He says, do I make it to the future? Yeah. What's he referring Does, to? Do, do I survive? Beast is one of the ones killed. Beast is one of the mutants that did not make it to the future. And he would he would have got taken up pretty quick. He just he doesn't have any really offensive uh, capabilities. How? Yeah, I think that would snap those bone claws yeah. off. But I like this. This makes me think of Iron Man, the first one against Iron Munger. Well, the beast. <laughs> this looks important. Yeah. <laughs> or it's it's term, it's a uh, RoboCop two. Yeah. When he jumps on the back of uh, RoboCop two. No, I like this scene. Wolverine gets pretty damn close. <laughs> he does. Oh. Ow! Beast goes through that window. That's probably the most expensive part of that car too. This, this looks yeah, painful. so painful That's to watch painful. all the all the rebar going to Hugh Jackman. It kind of makes me think of the the cart the comic where Magneto pulls out all the adamantium. Pulls his adamantium. But the next scene makes me think of Joff punching him. He just lifts him up. And then throws him away. So much for being a survivor. And that's like Joff punching Wolverine. Uh huh. Miles away. Potomac, yeah. Wait a minute, they did this in Captain America. That's still pretty messed up, and I don't understand how Wolverine can survive being drowned. Camp. You should have read our issues. <laughs> yeah, where's Tiger Shark? Uh oh, baby, the monitor's going off. One of them is. That should have been gone. That should have gone off since they went in there. Well, he couldn't hear it over everybody talking and everything. Don't kill it. I need it alive. Really, it's just a phone call up telling him about his car's auto warranty. <laughs> this is really cool though it kind of makes me think a little bit of Independence Day and the, the, the disaster porn that we got in the 90s when they just pull that big bunker right out of the White House that was pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> Ow. 
Now, if she was smart, she would have made herself look like one of the other guys in there. Yeah. Well, to quote uh, Die Hard, the White House is going to need a new paint job and a shitload of new screen doors. <laughs> yeah. So is everybody using 38s in the Secret Service? Because <laughs> they all look like snub-nosed 38s. I would think that had 45s. Well, it's 73. So. Dirty Harry wasn't quite out yet. I think it was out one more year later, wasn't it? Dirty Harry's 72. 72, really? I think so. 71, I think. Uh, Magnum Force is 73. Yeah, 71 for Dirty Harry, you're right. Why? Huh. Uh-oh, here we go. Because Colossus in pieces. Gifts. That's just, again, that's just weak sauce. Humanity has always feared that which is different. And then, oh, God, was that Blink? Tell you. They just no fried world. her face off? You're right to fear us. Now, there's apparently this little girl here in Peter's arms is supposed to be the little sister, and Wanda's apparently upstairs. No, Wanda's upstairs. So there is another sister, another child. And that's somewhere in a continuity later, but, uh, yeah. Kind of like the third Summers brother? Yes, I read about that today, first time I heard of it. Of the devastation my race can unleash upon yours. You're just seeing each one of the Sentinels prepare themselves, and they're just killing these guys left and right. Sunspot just bought it. This be a warning to the world. That's that scene they said was a was kind of an homage to Lady Deathstrike. Think? Toad. No more suffering. You have lived in the shadows and shame and fear for too long. And Blink is about to buy it. George, you walk through one of your own portals. Together in a brotherhood of our kind. I never thought Blink was that big a character, but I think she was in one of the X Men games. She, but yeah, she's Either. also in the series The Gifted, and she was integral to the the thing. The show lasted two seasons. It's worth watch. Like I said, worth a watch. What is that? An, uh, I never saw The Gifted. What Netflix or what's it on? I don't, I don't know. I have to look around. It's a Fox. It was a Fox show, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, but if you can find it, the, the first two seasons again were worth watching. Some of the characters are really compelling. The uh, Stepford Cuckoos were in it, and they were fantastic. And they weren't good guys all the time. Mm-hmm. But the Fenris twins, that was a, a very interesting uh, flip on those characters, because they're bad guys in the comics. Stand down! I said stand down! You want to make a statement? Kill me! Five! Let's spare Wait, everyone! How's Nixon talking? He's right here! <laughs> And this is kind of cool, what, what Beast does. He just injects himself with a whole bunch of the serum, and the Sentinels don't even read him as mutant anymore. You had no intention of sparing any of us. The future of our species begins now. Let's have a call back to X-1, where Magneto's got all the guns. Mm-hmm. 
and first class where he keeps sending the missiles back. Ow. Given that spot right there, isn't the carotid right there? I think he'd be bleeding out pretty yeah. quick. Maybe he puts extra iron in his blood. Trust me, I still am. Ow. Whoops. Get out of my head, Charles! Raven. Please, do not make us the enemy today. Look around you, we already are. Not all of us. All you've done so far is save the lives of these men. You can show them a better path. Shut her down. Do you think they're looking at her path? I've been trying to control <laughs> you ever since the day we met. And look where that's got us. Everything that happens now is in your hands. Well, I wonder where, when we jump to the future, the altered future, you know, the happy ending, where is Mystique supposed to be? If things have changed, where, in that future, where is she? Is she working at the school? Is she with Charles? Is Well, I mean, she doesn't... This doesn't still. This doesn't change the betrayal that Charles Charles did to her, or that Magneto did to her. So, she's not necessarily going to want to be around either of them. But if, but if, if it, from the result of this, that mutants are more accepted, then she's not having to go out there and gather them up and yeah, see. Yeah, but it, again, well, no, I mean, still. <laughs> It's funny because we see Age of Apocalypse that she's in there, and then we see in Dark Phoenix yeah. she's there, and we know what happens there. And it doesn't, it discounts. Those don't even take into account the ending that we see here, the happy ending we see here. You don't see Magneto though either. You don't know what happens to uh, to him in that regard, and obviously we see what happens in the later movies. Well, so much of this film, my, my, my first reaction to it was it felt like a big kind of FU to X3. Uh, Brett Radner's, you know, the film he did because Singer wasn't didn't do it. Because it basically erases that whole mm -hmm. film. Thank goodness. <laughs> Sorry. I just really hate that film. I mean, you know, the thing is there are movies out there that get a lot of hate. And, I, you know, He's like... Let's talk Justice League or Zack Snyder's Justice League. Both of them get hate from one side or the other. But I could watch either one of those right now. You know, I, I don't dislike them. But X3, I, I really don't want to watch that movie, ever. It just really bugged me, the way, that they, the way they did. And Brett Ratner, while he can make a decent movie, and I'll cite Red Dragon as a, as a, good, as a decent movie he made... He's really a journeyman filmmaker. He dead. just does what the producers you know tell that. him to do. I know. Well, he was kind of in a rough spot because he was brought in kind of last yeah. minute and had to do the film, so he kind of had to do the best right. he could. And, and again, I won't, I, I won't say that he did anything wrong. I just, he didn't have any respect for the history or the characters that, and, and, and he killed 
three characters that he didn't, two of which he didn't necessarily have to kill. But the way he represented Dark Phoenix was hideously ugly. Mutant and proud. Oh, wait, we already said that. <laughs> I need to get some hair gel. You know, we really didn't Mystery Science sure, Theater 3000 this. Oh, no, no, we, no, we didn't. didn't. <laughs> I have hope for them. It could have been a yes, lot worse. There's <laughs> going to be a time. Yeah, so there's plenty to talk about I here, though. I mean, that, you know, that's yeah. the thing. I, I, I don't think that... I mean, this is a good movie. What about Logan? You know, above and beyond yeah. everything else. As much of a departure it is from the days of future past that we know, it is a good film to watch. Now, this is, of course, is one of the things I, I'm, that bugs me, is that Wolverine should be dead. Truly dead. After bending underwater all that time, it didn't look like he was trying to hold his breath, you know. Well, even if you want to argue that the here's that song the, again. the Wolverine in the past is dead, and he kind of snapped back to um, the future. The future, and what, what what threw me off, and I didn't I think until I watched this again today, is I always thought the dystopian future was more in the future than this, but they're supposed to be the same timeline, like like 20... 2023. Right. Which gives it away by his little holographic clock yep. he's looking at. And, and that's, that's the kid. There's me. Yeah. Yeah. And there is... It, we're going to get our only little cameo of Rogue. Where they give her at well, least it, ten that, more minutes in the Rogue cut. Well, that establishes I, that she's with Bobby instead of. Mm -hmm. uh, they Kitty. were kind of hanging that she he, with, with Kitty. You know, this shows that Kitty is with Colossus. Yeah, no, she actually had some scenes earlier in the movie because she came in and saw Bobby with. Yeah. Or am I mixing that up from X Men? Uh, the Morning. opening this is scene. Nice cameo. Yep. Kelsey Grammer. Nice cameo. Yes. Yeah. Which apparently, Grammer. Uh, reached out to Brian Singer and said, hey, what, you know, what do you want? He loves playing that character. He said, what do you want? I'll do whatever you want. He said, hey, can you come in and yep. get makeup and just do this little bit? Well, they had, just they had a bigger part <laughs> for yeah. him when it was going to be the, you know, uh, what's his name? Matthew Vaughn directing. They had more for the Beast to do in the future scenes. <laughs> you know what I need? I need a new set of Oakleys. <laughs> well, Cyclops' glasses in this look kind of... They've, they've never got his kind of casual glasses no. right. Hey, Logan. But his, like, the glasses that we think hey, of that he wears are kind of like what Elvis wore except regular dark black. He just oh, wore them in red. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of look like Wayfarers. Just... Yeah. Yeah, that's really hideous. <laughs> and he's got 70s hair there with the sideburns. Logan, is everything all right? Is she a telepath now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She ought to be able to read him, is my... She, in this car incarnation, understands the boundaries. 
So does he retain his memory of the other yeah, timeline, or is it just seeing thing, things he doesn't odd realize? Time. He's a history teacher, and he's got a class to teach right now. You did it. Did so he's basically got forty years to catch up on. Yeah, a class to teach history. It makes sense. History. He would teach teach history. But it's like the butterfly effect. It takes a while to catch up. Yeah, pretty much everything after. You know, like it takes. He would slowly. Yeah, he would slowly forget. uh, I think the history I know is a little different. Welcome back. It's like your bank account taking until Tuesday to true up. It's good to see you, (laughs) John. It's good to see everyone. Well, I had a promise to keep. You and I have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. What's the last thing you remember? Drowning. So, I mean, the thing is, is that the, the next two movies kind of discount that scene right there and uncertain world right because in in uh, apocalypse we see weapon mm-hmm. x so a striker has got a hold of him somewhere yeah. sometime uh, so maybe here mystique takes him and he goes on his, his merry way and just he gets his adamantium it says later trask arrested for selling military secrets now in the rogue cut, there is a post-credit scene that shows Trask Countless in Magneto's cell under the Pentagon. Choice. Each moment, a ripple in the river of time. What do you want us to do with the Major Striker? Enough ripples, and you change the tide. I'll take him from here. For the future is never truly set. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, so the, the thing is, is that the next couple of movies discount all this so that, you know, Wolverine still winds up in Stryker's hands and gets the adamantium bottom into his, his skeleton. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Jean Grey does the whole Phoenix thing in Days of Future Past. Now, again, it looks like she's done at the end of Days of, uh, of I'm sorry, Dark Phoenix. But that doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't come back because nobody dies in the Marvel universe. But uh, it, it, you know, just doesn't. The, the the timelines don't mesh up a whole lot, and it doesn't matter because now we're in the Marvel universe, the MCU, and we'll just have well, to wait and see what they they do with it all. That's why I think they should have moved forward from this timeline instead of going back and doing like the '80s and then the '90s. Um, because you said it doesn't mesh up, and they just want to bring those casts back. It went back, um, Fassbender and McAvoy uh, and uh, Jennifer um, Lawrence and all that. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's not one of my favorite films. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, Apocalypse. I really don't like. And we've we've done our our show on Dark Phoenix. I don't think anybody, any of us, like that. Not really. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was all right, but it yeah, I didn't hate it. It was like, you know, I don't ever hate any of these movies. Just, I just, I'm just more disappointed in them. But I like this one and uh, First Class of all of them. The best. I like First Class a lot because it was, yeah. a, it was a very, it was a departure from what we'd seen. 
Now, his name is Boo Boo Stewart. Dark Phoenix, of course, is directed by the writer of these other movies, Simon Kinberg. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm trying to see if Kinberg actually wrote... Is there a post-credit scene? I don't think so. I'll find out here for you in a moment. So he wrote the screenplay for this one, and he wrote the screenplay for The Last Stand, but he did not write uh, First Class. Which, okay, yeah. And if anyone is interested in our thoughts about Dark Phoenix, I can go back to episode 29. Yeah, because we're not doing a commentary on that And we one. talked about it then. <clears throat> yeah. No, that would be an there interesting. There is a uh, scene at the end of the closing credits here, but it's more of a preview for the next movie. Oh, I know what it is. It's it's, it's uh, apocalypse. It's an Egypt, yeah, right? It's, it's, uh, apocalypse, yeah. It's hitting an apocalypse. Good uh, morning, Moria. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else here. Yeah, read all these names here. All these little names. I can't read bad. anything at this resolution. Yeah, it's too. It's too. It's too. Just, uh, just so you all know, we watched this movie through Plex, where we were able to share it. Here it is. And, Here's and, your apocalypse. And watch it um, all together, but we had to lower the resolution in order to, you know, so it stream without uh, a lot of glitching and glitching, glitching on us. Yeah. And uh, so here's the the mid credit scene with uh, looks like uh, pyramids and apocalypse setting up in the desert. Except you think that it's Magneto at first. I knew it was apocalypse the moment that they started the sequence. I, I knew that that's what they were go- going for. And you're supposed to have the oh, force four, four horsemen there in the background. Got yeah. It. Yeah, you're right. It's so weird to think, though, that the guy that plays Apocalypse is the same guy that plays the uh, X-Wing fighter in the Star Wars movies. Um, not Ray, not Finn. What was his name? Poe Dameron was the yeah, character's Dameron, name. But the, the Oscar Isaac is yeah. the one that, that played him in there. Well, you know, so we're through the movie... We're out the end, and nobody got injured or anything. And while I drank a full uh, thing here, Smirnoff, I don't really feel buzzed or anything. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> That's okay. Well, with the the red uh, tip of the hat, yeah. want to say thanks to uh, to John for arranging yes. this through his personal uh, account, his household account, and uh, really appreciate his uh, donating the the. Uh, the account, the uh, the, the uh, what do I want to say here before I get tongue tied? The the app and the, uh, the facility for us. That was very generous of right. you, John. This this episode was made possible by a generous grant by John. <laughs> hey, it was just great to share it with everyone. <laughs> it was fun to do our first commentary. Commentaries are always fun. Um, uh, I like when when people do them. So it's uh, especially if you're familiar with the movie because you don't have to watch it. You can kind of listen to it. You know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was a lot of fun. All right. I think um, we'll get to another one in the future, maybe. And if you want to talk about this with us, let us know. Send us an email at gottagetburned at gmail.com. Or let us know on our Facebook page, because we're always looking for feedback. We're always looking for ways to improve things. There are other burn-related items that we could do as movie commentaries. Uh, if you've got any good ideas, let us know, and we'll tell you what we think. Yeah. 
Now, what's the plan? We, uh, we're we going to review X-Men 141, 142 soon? The, uh, the, the yes. issues of Days of Future Past are our next couple of episodes. We're going to do each of them, one issue, one episode apiece. Uh, I've asked the rest of the freaks if they would like to give us small recordings of their own experiences. I've also gone on, on Facebook and asked... Uh, you know, several of the people out there, what their thoughts were, what how they, you know, how they experienced it when they originally got it, and I asked them to t- to tell me what they thought, what they feel, and hopefully people will give us a, an idea, pretty much the same way they did when we covered the Dark Phoenix saga. So, you know, these next couple episodes are going to be all about Days of Future Past. I look forward to sharing some of my uh, experiences with you as well. Excellent, cool. excellent. So, if there's no further ado, does anybody have any last things they want to say about this commentary here, what we've covered tonight? No, I, I think it was no. just, it, it was fun sharing with you guys. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like, you know, in the future we do another one. Uh, we missed think, David. Yeah, yeah, we do. But David ought to be on whatever we do next. Okay, I, I've got to stop for just a moment to let you know that one of the things that just kills me here is that the actor that played Warpath, James Proudstar... His name is Boo Boo Stewart. I saw him in the credits. Boo Boo Stewart. Now, you know, the, the funny thing is that, you know, that he's not the only one that's got that kind of unusual name. The actress that played Blink is Fam Bing Bing. Though I think it's Bing Bing Fam. It's just that the names are transposed uh, in, in Asian countries. So I don't know which is mm. the, the right way. But yeah, Blink was uh, Fam mm. Bing Bing. So Bing Bing and Boo Boo need to get together and make Bam Bam. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe the alcohol uh, is getting to me. I don't know. I kick in. Okay. Cool. Well, should we wrap it up? I think so. Absolutely. Think uh, uh, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. Please provide feedback in one way or the other if you can. But for Third Degree Burn, I'm Brian Hughes. That is on my left, Mr. Tim Elliott. Say goodnight. Good night. There's uh, Kurt Greenfield. Thanks, guys. And the really quiet guy over there is John Hyatt. <laughs> hey, guys. It was fun. Fun, fun. We really miss David Thompson on this. Unfortunately, he had a lot going on uh, with his family today. He was just super busy, uh, but he'll be around for uh, our next show, hopefully. So for Third Degree Burn, I'm Brian Hughes. Thank you, and have a great week. Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T W O T R U E F R E A K S.com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three R D D E G R E E. B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gottagetburned at gmail.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-G-E-T-B-Y-R-N-E-D at gmail.com. Drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. Till next time, this has been Third Degree Burn. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, 
or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn.